Well, hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. My name is Stephen Sargent, and this is the Church Stories Podcast, where we explore and share stories from different ministries and churches all over New England. This episode is going to be unique from that format, though, because with all that is happening in our country right now, in terms of the COVID-19 breakout and the pandemic that we are facing, we are also about to face an unprecedented scenario, virtual Easter. (laughs) You probably know that Easter is the highest attended Sunday of the year for churches. Our church goes all out with making it a really special Sunday for the people that come. I'm sure your church is also the same. Uh, Last year, we had almost three times our normal attendance over Easter weekend that we would have just in a typical weekend. Most of those people were visiting us uh, for the first time or just non-regulars. So we wanted it to be a very positive and encouraging first impression for them. And just like many of you and your churches, we had special plans for Easter 2020 as well. Well, now, with all of the bans and the shutdowns in place, we're obligated to look at moving all of our Easter services and Easter plans online, just as we've been doing the past few weeks. So I wanted to take a moment to give you some tips on what your local church can do to make the online Easter 2020 experience still a very special one. It still can be meaningful. It really can. And in fact, most most people, uh, sorry, more people are likely to watch your online service this year than would have come to your in-person service if you had one. Um, All of the studies are showing that engagement online, churches are experiencing far higher engagement and views since moving their services online the past few weeks. Now, we know that an online experience may not be the same connection as an in-person at all, but it is an opportunity. It's an opportunity to reach people um, that may not have even left their house to come to your service on Easter anyway. So how can we still make a meaningful, significant first impression for the people that do tune in, even if they're watching it from their couches? And so just like in filmmaking, um, you you think pre-production, production, production, and post-production. That's something I learned in film school. I got a degree, my undergraduate degree is in video production, which is just an awesome, awesome way Um, to spend four years learning something that you might not ever use again. Well, I guess I am using those terms today, but uh, the the idea is this, is is that there are three phases to any movie. And, And while we're creating an online service, it's not a movie, obviously, it's not a production, but at the same time, it's the same elements. There's a pre-production, there's prep work, there's pre-service, there's the service itself, And there's the post service, Um, just like in a movie. That's the editing and the making the sound uh, and the graphics and everything all perfect and exactly as they want it to be. Um, So as we think through those elements, I just want to give you guys a tip for each of those phases that may help your online Easter experience be even more effective. For for the pre-service, here's an idea. Create Easter goodie boxes for all of the families in your church that are full of different things. Uh, to highlight the different experiences throughout the entire Holy Week. So for instance, you can have kids' activities like coloring books or egg decorating kits that they can do as a family. You can have a family devotional to do each night of Holy Week. So one for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. You can create that. There's a ton. If you Google it, by the way, you'll find a ton of resources that are already made for you. You can have a little communion kit that families can do together on Good Friday. 
um, maybe uh, a little guide that the parents can lead, like a little script if they've never done anything like that before. Uh, perhaps even have some instructions for like an online social media contest with like a hashtag that take a picture and post this on and online of you guys doing whatever at home, egg decorating, and use this hashtag. And that way your church can gather the pictures of families doing all these cool things together, even though they can't be together. Uh, I know our church's kids team is coming up with what it's going to be, like what's going to go into our Easter baskets. And so what we're doing is for Palm Sunday, which is this upcoming Sunday for us, uh, as, as I'm recording this, um, we are going to highlight it in our service. And we're going to tell them, hey, this Wednesday, come by the church uh, and pick up your, your packet. And we're going to have stuff, uh, activities for Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday that lead into the weekend. Um, and that way, it gives us enough time to put it all together. Um, and with shipping and everything, as is, everything takes a little bit longer. So we said, let's give our team enough time. Um, but what it's doing is it's it's ramping up into the Easter weekend. We're even highlighting it with nightly teachings next week um, that we're actually going to do some devotionals. We're going to go online at 8 p.m. each night next week and uh, tie in the boxes to this. And so it's going to be a whole experience that that ties in and leads into uh, Easter Sunday. So we have a virtual Maundy Thursday service and a brief Good Friday prayer service that we're going to do online that we can all take communion um, from our living rooms. It'll be pretty cool. And then at the end of each night's virtual devotional, we're inviting them to Sunday. We're inviting them to Sunday. It's a ramp up. So you're t what you're doing is you're taking steps that are building anticipation towards the weekend. That's the pre-service aspect. Um, now for the actual service itself, um, here's an idea. What can you do, or maybe a question, what can you do to make it more meaningful for the people tuning in? This is what it's important that we keep in mind. Easter is different, especially doing it online. The majority of the people that watch your service online might not regularly come to your uh, normal worship services that you have in person. We've seen almost three times the number of people watching our services online since we went virtual a few weeks ago because of the gathering ban. Um, so we're, we're, we have to assume that the majority of the people that are watching right now uh, our services. We have our regulars, we have our members, we have our guests, and then we have this other group of people that we're reaching. And so keep that in mind that your audience may be a little different than normal. You'll have some people tune in that might not know the songs you usually sing or the Christianese Bible language that we usually use, uh, the, the words that we use that they, they may not understand. So here's a tip. Plan your service to be user-friendly. And what I mean is this. Explain why you're doing what you're doing so the non-regular attender can follow along. Before you start worship, just take a moment and have somebody share. We use share something like this. Hey, we usually like to sing a few songs before our Bible teaching that serve as almost anthems or expressions of our faith. So from your couch, feel free to sing along. Or if it's a song that you've never heard before, um, don't feel like you have to. Just read the lyrics and get familiar with the message behind the song. So, see, having a little disclaimer like that, it helps the spiritually disconnected viewer uh, that doesn't normally come to your church. It helps them to not feel like an outsider, not feel like they're watching something that they're unfamiliar with. I mean, how often are you sitting at home and your TV actually tells you to sing along with it? I mean, the only time I can think of is like when Daniel Tiger or Mr. Rogers does that. So for like an adult worship service, keep that 
in mind. Just taking a few moments to explain uh, really helps. Uh, the same with the other elements of the message. I know not everybody listening is going to be the person preaching your message, but maybe something that you can keep in mind or something that you can encourage your pastor to do um, is to use words that the average person, the everyday person on your Facebook newsfeed will understand. So they won't feel left behind or confused. So instead of using the word fellowship, maybe you use the word community. And maybe you're reading in the verses and it uses the word fellowship. That's a word that most of my friends that don't go to church, they don't know what that means. So I might instead say, okay, instead of using that churchy word, I'm going to use community because everybody understands what that means. The idea that we all want to grow closer together, that God wants us to share our lives together. And maybe instead of using the word sin that Christians understand, but I think most of my friends that don't go to church, most of my spiritually disconnected friends, they might kind of have an idea, like they've heard it before, but I like to say, instead of sin, I say disobedience to God, selfishness towards others. Maybe instead of saying, uh, have you been saved yet? Um, instead say, have you allowed God to rescue you from your disobedience to God? Uh, let's just not assume that everyone knows the everyday terms that we use for our own service um, that are going to be tuning in with us on Easter Sunday. Last thing your church could do to help uh, be user-friendly is to create an easy opportunity for them to fill out like an information card or to check in. You know, they're not coming into your pews or your chairs and, and seeing that card that's on the seat or something they got on the way in to turn into the offering basket. So make sure you have some way for them to do that. Put a link on your video or, or even on the screen, if you have the capabilities to put like a title that says, hey, if you go to this easy URL website, um, there's a form you can fill out. We're, we just wanna know that you're here and see if there's anything we can do to give you more information about our church or, to, um, or, or that we can be praying for you. Uh, have a, like, just have a way for them to let you know that they're there and, and that you can gather up information to follow up. Which that leads me to the final part, the post-production, as they call it in Hollywood. <laughs> and again, I know it's not a production, but I do think the terms are really important because in, in what we are doing, in crafting an Easter service, guys, this is so much more important than a movie, yet we put a lot of times not nearly as much thought into the process as a Hollywood production does for a movie that has far less on the lines. That's why I'm using these terms. So the post service, the follow-up, what happens after the service ends. Now this part is really important because it's one thing to make a good first impression, but it's another thing to cultivate that into an ongoing relationship. So decide up front how you're going to follow up with people who tune into your service. There's a ton of text-in services on Google that you can use for this that say, you know, like text hi to 84555 and you can set up an automated check-in or information form for them to fill out. If you just Google like text opt-in service, you can find one. You know, you don't have to subscribe for a year. You can just do a one month and uh, it's, it's very, very simple to do. Um, but you're making it really easy for them to give their information. You're not saying, hey, when we're done, I want you to go to this website and I want you to, fill, they won't remember that. So make it really easy a way that they can just text in and it sends the form to them. Um, but the key is not just getting the information, it's how are you gonna follow up with them? So one suggestion I would make is to send them an archive of your past teachings. Like right now, 
people are online more than they ever have been before, and a lot of people are just bored, and, and many people are are anxious or fearful. So give them a resource that they can look at, especially if you have any teachings on fear or anxiety or uncertainty, send that to them. Like if you get their information, send them an email the next day, say, thanks so much for checking us out. Uh, I hope that when we are able to meet in person again, we can meet you. Um, but in the meantime, here's a few other teachings we've done that might be especially relevant to you. And what you're doing is you're showing them that the Bible has a response to any of their big needs or their worries in their life. Another way you can follow up is to send them some type of Easter gift in the mail as a thank you for tuning in. Like we always send uh, $5 Dunkin' Donuts gift cards with a handwritten note, and it usually hits their mailbox like the Thursday or Friday after they visit. And it just what it shows is, hey, we noticed that you came. Thanks for coming and giving us a try. I know that trying out a new church, it can sometimes be a little, like you just don't know what to expect. So we just want to thank you for, for giving us a shot this past week. Uh, th this Easter, it really is, it's a real opportunity. And so I don't want us to miss it. Ramp up into it really well, build some hype, and then make sure you have a clear, creative, and personal way to follow up with everyone that tunes in for your big service. Hey guys, I hope it's an awesome Holy Week for you and that God uses your online experience to just connect with many, many people in your community. I'm sure it's going to be awesome. I, and, I, and you guys are just going to crush it. I'm so excited to hear how God uses this to reach many, many people. I, I hope that there's something in this podcast that'll help your Easter service. Just do one more thing to be even more meaningful for the people that join you next Sunday. Have a great Easter holiday celebrating the wonderful gift of salvation that we have through Christ. And thank you guys so much for tuning in.